Welcome to Rainbow Radio, the Del Rainbow podcast, bringing you real conversations with creatives, intuitives, entrepreneurs, motivational speakers, and information seekers. Join us on our video stream to connect to the authentic people behind the voice. Here's our host, Bianca Gregg. Hello, Rainbow Angels. We're so excited to be with you today and to be gracing your Rainbow Radio waves with our episode of Rainbow Radio with the beautiful Paige from Amavi. Paige, thank you so much for joining me today. It couldn't be more special. We've been talking about this for such a long time. I'm so excited. (laughs) It's my pleasure. I'm very, very glad to be here. And your divine timing came in divine timing as usual. It was perfect. And you even had some rainbows shower over you today before we recorded this podcast. We've had lots of bizarre synchronicities and signs that today was meant to happen. So I'm really excited. And I think whatever comes up is going to be really important for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. And I really honor that space. And I think so for everyone um, who doesn't know Paige yet, um, you will absolutely love her just as much as I do. I think that, you know, outside of everything that Paige does with Amavi and her meditation practices and how she coaches people through life. She also is a phenomenal human who really has lived such a big life. And I think that that really transcends into everything that you do and how you encourage the transformation both within yourself and within others at the same time and process. And I think what a better time in the world to talk about all of these different elements about, you know, trauma, triggers, Um, transformation, the different ways that we can obviously heal ourselves and through the use of meditation and all of these different areas of practice to really, you know, come to self-develop. And I think that it was really special because you and I were both kind of having this chat and both really felt like it was such a good time to talk about all of these different elements. And um, it's something that obviously I'm incredibly passionate about as well um, from my own context and from experience. Exactly. Yeah like that way so really honored to be having that chat but we're going to be super raw and open today so I feel like we should we precurse that and tell everyone to kind of allow themselves for that perception yeah yeah and you know what and and if you'd like to offer a precursor we can go straight into um designing uh, a set of uh, notions that people can ground in their nervous system and protect their energy straight away. So one thing when you're experiencing, you're even listening to perhaps traumatic and raw experiences, um, they can activate that hyper arousal state in us. So straight away, if you're listening, drop the shoulders, soften the belly, and just affirm that your energy is safe, your energy is protected, and your energy is your own. So you can experience um, what we have to share with you um, with love and empathy, but you don't have to tune into that with your nervous system yeah I love that I literally yeah myself so thank you so much yeah welcome (laughs) and that is Paige's power so FYI that's what we're here for (laughs) and thank you for mentioning that about um, both your experience and my experience I think one um, thing that people look to people in um, business or people who are quite inspirational or, ex- or excited about life and they think oh they you know they've just had a nice trot and and um, and that's why they're like that and I think for you and I we connected most deeply over the fact that our experience um, was definitely not like that mm-hmm. and we have done everything we do to create a loving community because we needed that and we needed that healing ourselves and most people do but what's exciting about um, you and I is that we have seen those incredible benefits you know we've seen what happens when you you heal and resolve trauma and um, we've seen what happens when we share that and extend that out to other people so I'm glad you mentioned that so people know that whatever you're experiencing be that grief be that domestic abuse be that illness be that um, you know the, the most raw and tragic things in life um, that we we can relate to that and 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 connect and and that there's limitless resources available to them right here and now. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that is really important because everything that you said, it's amazing how you can turn something from the situation that you're experiencing into your power. And I think that that's what we see about, you know, so many people around. I think that throughout all of these different points in our life, we actively have the choice and we can choose how we manage ourselves through that or what choice we take to, uh, forward pathway from that moment as well definitely and that 
And that goes beyond um, spirituality or whatever you would like to say as well. So it's actually scientifically proven that a healthy nervous system doesn't come from the absence of stress. It comes from an ability to self-regulate throughout stress. So you actually gain stronger in your nervous system from experiencing these experiences only if though you have managed to bring back regulation and that brings empowerment and that gives you that empowerment okay I was able to resolve that then the next time something comes along you're very strong because your nervous system's like yeah I've got this there's a there's always a resource there's always a a a way to feel empowered through this so um and that's something that's deeply wired in us as um you know wild you know biological beings is um that in order to heal trauma we need to feel as though it's resolved um and so you see that like with an animal when they experience trauma such as you know a lion's grabbed a hold of them if they've been able to successfully escape that situation they then shake it off they literally shake it and brush off that trauma that gathered hyper arousal energy in the body and they're like oh i managed to escape and so they go on happy and they go grazing and they're okay with life they're not standing there frozen in in mobility the in immobility the whole time you know so um that's a really important one is that when we experience the trauma to understand that um you know if we can source out something that makes us takes us out of that state of helplessness and frozen you know immobility then it will take us into um, empowerment and that was always what will resolve our our stress and and trauma i love that so very much just as you were saying that to us thinking about my dogs like yeah happens to them I'm the one who gets traumatized from it and they just walk away they're like peace mom that was great (laughs) they they quite literally brush it off um but what is amazing is that it's been it's been um proven that uh animals really absorb emotion and that sort of thing in a similar way to us and very strong as well and they can also store it in their bodies if they sort of hold on to it and freeze and go into that freeze state um and don't sort of, you know, feel that sense of, of release as well. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, it's so indicative of fight or flight and adrenals as well and how we all operate. And I think that everything that you do through Amavi, you really teach how to recode that area of our nervous system and our brain and the way that we function. And what I really love is what I really, really love about you and what you do is, and, and personally, this is why I obviously instantly was like, oh, wow, she's she's a soul sister for me, you know, like, and, and we didn't even know everything that we'd been through, in <laughs> life, you know, before we were like, I see you, you, yeah. like, you know, and then when we sat down that day and we were like diving deep and I was like, oh my goodness, like we've just had so many uh, polarities. Parallel experiences. Yeah. And, and it was, it was amazing. And I think that, you know, it's so beautiful in that space that I, see you and I see authenticity in what you do and I also see how you've gotten to where you've gotten to through your work and I mm. and that's what you really offer through Amavi and I guess like it would be super cool to talk about that kind of experience with Amavi before we kind of dive into all of these different areas about trauma and triggers and which I'm so excited to get into I literally said to Arm this morning I was like this is my favorite conversation to have mm. because I really really want this to be more normalized yeah so my experience was um that as a result of living in fight or flight most of my if not all of my life um my nervous system became sort of circuited to just wire that way so I experienced anxiety in the body which was beyond my mind it was beyond my thoughts beyond what I could sort of outthink. it was a physiological experience so I had you know, um, heart palpitations. I had a really, really intensely fast heartbeat, heart rate, um, you know, the tightness of the chest, all of those things. And the body just wasn't um, in a restorative state in any way possible, which floods into the rest of your life in every way possible. Um, So my mission was over years learning uh, and exploring what it was my nervous system, system needed to be nourished. And as I begin explore, began exploring that and leaning more and more towards that which did nourish and regulate my nervous system, I found people were gravitating toward me to, you know, learn those techniques themselves. Yeah. 
They're like, oh, and, what's she doing? What is that? Yeah, yeah. And I always tell people because pe- people are often asking how Marvi started and, um, you know, it was never something I wanted to do. The funny thing is, is I never thought, hey, this would be a great career. Um, I many, many, many years ago began sort of, yeah, just having people wanting to learn from me and, and sit with me and it started off really small. I had a friend sitting with me and she'd sit on the beach and we'd meditate together. And we always, I always laugh telling this story because she used to say, oh my God, she'd go, it's so weird. Every time I sit with you, the boy that I like messages me, but only when I'm sitting with you. And the whole experience was that as she was coming into regulation with her nervous system, her heart was opening and her energy frequency was traveling to what she desired. And he was feeling it every time. And we were like, yeah, that's a bit weird. And then as time went on, these circumstances and these stories began becoming more and more, you know, exasperated and more wild. You know, people would say, oh, after I sat with you, um, I healed my relationship with my mom for the first time in 10 years. Or, you know, I had or a release of knee pain for the first time in four years, you know, like all of these crazy stories kept coming up and getting bigger and bigger. And um, eventually people were like, man, you've got to do this. And um, I finally got everyone in a room together and um, everyone's happened to gather. And the stories were just um, very otherworldly. So from there I was like, okay, I get it. I'm here. I'm listening and um, I'd love to share more. So, yeah. And now I'm incredibly passionate above all about healing people's nervous system and teaching them how to self-regulate with that. Yep. And I think that that's something that we all need because it's all relative at any Mm. point in our life, what we've been through, it is all relative. And it's really important again to normalize that and then to also look within and go, okay, what do I need to be able to get myself through X, Y, and Z? And I think that's what you so beautifully offer. And I do feel, you know, incredibly in awe of that because I think that you really listened to the universe and went on your path. And I do believe that everything is in divine timing and that we do have that space all kind of paved for us as soon as we know and we tap into the heart and the head together. Yes, the heart and the head together. So I, I do find a lot of people um, sort of, they look to you in your joy state um, and, and in, in something you're supposed to. And they think, mm, maybe that's something I'm supposed to do. And they sort of, they see that joy state and they lean toward what you're doing. But what they're missing is what they're actually being drawn to is the fact of someone embracing their authenticity and joy state. So what I, what I would like for everybody is to move away from what other people are doing and into your body and into what brings you joy and your joy, how you step into your joy state. You know, whenever challenges arise in the world and I'm really, really down and out for the count, um, I always like to do this as a practice. I like to write down five ways I can bring joy into my body right now with what I've got. So I've been in positions where I've had not a dollar to my name. I've been, I've been in the craziest circumstances where, where nothing has seemed available to me, but I've gone, okay, what ways can I bring joy into the body with exactly what I've got? Nothing more. As I focus on those, my problems, which seemed absolutely impossible to um, uncoil, have magically and mysteriously immediately began uncoiling in the most bizarre ways. Like I've even had text messages and emails come through on the moment. And it's like the universe wants you in your joy state. So if you're struggling for purpose, if you're struggling for motivation, inspiration, whatever it is, stop everything, write down five ways I can bring joy into my body right now. I don't care how small they are, but as you begin to lean towards them, they will expand and you'll get more. I love that also. And five is my lucky number. And that you've said that. So beautiful. I love that. (laughs) Of course. As soon as you lean in, it's like, it's all available to you. I love that opportunity for people. And I think it's something that it's like for anyone listening, that is such an easy tool to subliminally and very subtly get your nervous system and also your your energetic system and even your chakras stepping into reaching for that better feeling of thought. That yeah. key wording, what you've just said, is one of the ultimate things that has literally gotten me through life. Like the same as you is whenever you're in that space to be like, okay, I have the opportunity to either sink into this space and go deep yes. and revel in it and just keep going. Yeah. In this like crazy psychotic circle that will literally never get you out yeah. 
because you're just going to keep spiraling, keep spinning, keep spinning, or you can reach for a better feeling of thought. And the moment that you do, your energetic vibration then allows you to just step in. And Absolutely. So small. But also it can be really confronting when people are experiencing that deep low to think about moving into a positive state. So before that, I like to actually suggest that you remove any, um, you focus on removing any resistance. So I've been in states where I'm, you know, crying and I'm feeling like I can't get out of a, you know, tumultuous situation that I'm in. And I find most helpful is sinking, relaxing the body, removing resistance and saying, I'm here. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I'm here. And I just let it go and I go, okay, then I'm here. Then later on, I move into that focus on the joy state, you know, because it can be quite, quite a big, juxtaposition to do so without having that moment of releasing expectation like I like to ask myself when I'm in that position to what does this really mean for me like how bad really is this you know even though it can be a really traumatic situation what what does it mean if I'm in this situation well if you really look into it deeply it means like okay well if I'm in this position I'm worried that I won't be able to achieve my dreams I won't be able to achieve uh, you know meeting a partner I might all of these things and so they're all you seeking for love and seeking but what if you just allow yourself to go okay I'm here and I'm and I'm worthy of love in this moment and um you open yourself up to what good the universe has to offer and then as you said subliminally you're focusing on that and then that expands so yes only yesterday um, I decided to embody a abundant mindset. And whilst I don't like particularly like the conversation around manifestation for a few reasons, but I will talk about this is I began walking and I began to imagine that every flower I passed was money and members coming in for me. And I felt like I really needed some, some help in that area. And I was just picturing it and I was smiling and I was feeling really abundant. And as I did, I looked up and there was a sign saying, um, free organic fruit and it was all this beautiful like grapefruit and all these gorgeous things and I was like oh that feels really abundant too and so the feeling spread through my body as I kept walking the joy spread and I thought I want to share this with people and so I posted a video and that was sharing with other people then I, I shut the door after this I got inside and the opportunities and the emails and the messages that came through for me yesterday were so beautiful and just flooding through. So the universe heard that subtle, um, you know, shift into a joy state and it reacted. Yeah. And I think that that's, there's a couple of key amazing things that you said there, which I think is so important for people to really take in because there's a couple of key elements there is that when you were walking you were in truth and you were authentically desiring something to assist others. So therefore mm. you received. And I think that that comes from your intention space that you're in, in that moment when you're, you know, manifesting or calling it out to the universe or asking. Yes. Yes. 100%. It is 100% centered in that. And so yesterday I actually didn't mention that the first thing I did when I woke up is I sat in prayer and I sent um, abundance and green healing light to all of my community. And I was seeing it go to them and I was like giving, giving, giving. And there is this huge, um, I suppose, belief or societal belief that um, in, you know, if you give away, it means you've given away. But in fact, the more that you give something, the more that you do receive it. And that can sometimes be a hard concept to, to grasp. But the whole thing is, is, you know, they say that the most spiritually aligned you can possibly be is when you wake up and instead of praying for yourself, you're praying for others. Yes. And, you know, that is for me when I've experienced that response from the universe, you know, like there's this crazy little um, synchronicity that I and connection that I have with whales. And a lot of, I thought it was just, I thought it was in my head to be honest, because it's so wild and otherworldly, but um, I've now had three or four different friends watch it happen and they've all cried. And I'm looking and I'm like, what? I'm like, this has happened since I was little. Isn't it normal? And they're like, what do you mean? And they were sort of so moved. And what I do when I am in the presence of the ocean, you know, especially when I know it's whale season and that sort of thing, is with my heart. I've had this experience when I was younger where I believed they were sending me healing energy. And so um, with my heart ever since. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So ever since then, I've always been very grateful and loving toward them. And so when I'm standing in front of an ocean, I put my hand over my heart and I say, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it spreads and I can feel it. And I get this smile wash over my face without fail. Every single time a whale will erupt out of the ocean and to the point where my friends are watch it and I can point and I can go, he's there he's there, she's there. And they point and they come out of the ocean at my fingertips. And I laugh and I'm like, so, so grateful in my heart for them. But they actually throw a show now to show people around me what the heart energy can actually do. But the intention does have to be pure. And it does have to come from a place of love and gratitude and not and selflessness, you know, it has to be selfless. I think that that's what um, I'm like a huge fan of um, Abraham Hicks. It's like literally one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I kind of stepped into this space when I was younger, when I was dealing with everything Amazing. that I was dealing with. And what they say, tapped in, tuned in, tapped in, tuned in, turned on to the universe where you've got the Beautiful. three kind of T's. And when you are, and you are coming from that authentic space, and I feel like I, I've kind of always operated like that in my life, but mm. it's interesting that when I actually discovered why I operate the way that I operate within my work is like, I've never, ever worked for me. I've never, ever come from that space. And I've always come from seeing the greatness in others, seeing the value in others, being so passionate about who they are and what they're doing and wanting to really be in awe of their greatness and tell other people of that and connect people with their story and this and that and what they're doing. And truly from that crazy, magnificent space is where that abundance flows because it's like, I genuinely show up every single day to really really connect other people with the greatness of others and also what I love more than anything is telling them how amazing they are because I'm like I want you to see your value and this is that's what creates the magnetism yeah and and comes from that place yeah yeah and and that's my love language too and it can be quite confronting for people because I'm quite blunt and and um brash despite my work and the fact people feel very loved around me I'm actually quite blunt but my love language really is to push someone to see you know, their, their greatest self or their authenticity and that sort of thing. And I do sometimes poke and prod a little bit and then I leave them be and I, I kind of just leave them in a sense that I, I want you to to see that you can achieve everything you would like to to achieve. And, and I do love seeing, you know, that loving state in people. And I feel like it's what um, one of your keywords for today, like limitless, that there's limitless mm. opportunity around us um, and it all depends on how we want to tap into it. I um I would love to talk about you know in this time I think you know we're really seeing a lot of triggers and projection and trauma show up for people because of the space that we're in like currently obviously you and I are both in lockdown right now the world has been going through circulatory lockdowns you know as it continually and I think um it's something really important is it do you think that things show up for us more when we sit in this space because we're by ourselves or confronted by, you know, having to slow down and stay in this moment instead of being? No, I, I actually think it's a bit more than that. And this will be lost by over a few years at this time. But in 10 years time, they'll be like completely up with it. Um, but uh, collectively, there is an energy, uh, that there is a unity we share, and this isn't woo-woo, it's also physicists and that sort of thing explore this too. Um, collectively, we share consciousness. And what happens is, and, and it's been scientifically proven too, that that can even change weather patterns and things, okay? So it's very, very real. It's very, very powerful. Well, I am so sorry what, you for this because I'm like, this is literally my jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also want people listening who it's not their jam to understand that this is this is really um, something that they can feel into. That collectively there is fear, there is frustration, there is anger, and there is isolation. And that you know that translates into your life whether you like it or not so um you know I've had a lot of people I've spoken to recently and be like oh it's weird I haven't spoken to anyone I haven't you know um been around people but I'm feeling like so angry and so this and it's like you don't need to be on social media or anything to actually receive the downloads that everyone's feeling you can actually collectively all go through the same wave of emotions without having even spoken to each other or gone to the same event or whatnot so collectively there's this experience of frustration and that coming through the body and if you don't have healthy coping coping mechanisms in place to manage process 
and transmute that emotion that's not yours, that's when it can begin to really stir up things that are perhaps, you know, triggers for you from when you were younger or from recent experiences for you. Um, so one lot for people, I think, yeah. like um, you and I obviously both work in spaces where we deal with people a lot, you particularly mm. when you are dealing with people truly coming forward with their triggers mm. and traumas and projections. Me, in a way, I watch it happen and I can see through it because I'm obviously a little bit more cracked open so I can sense into what's going on mm. really. And I'd love to I love to kind of go beyond that to be like, well, what's really happening for you throughout yes. the years? But yes. it's interesting because I'm watching it happen you know, so largely and vastly right now. And and also even within myself, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. But also at some points where I'm like, okay, what's mine and what's theirs? And mm. to understand that too, I think. And that's a nice question for everyone to ask, but also while still taking responsibility. Um, but, you know, putting those, I, what I've been using um, as a mantra this last week, actually, when I felt there was a lot of rage in me, actually, which was interesting. Um, and I was like, where's all this anger coming from? I'm so angry. Oh, my I goodness. Yeah, I everyone did. And I was like, what do I do with this? Wow, <laughs> it's really strong. So I, I did a lot of things to process that. And I'll talk through some of those things. But one of my mantras over the last week has been, that's not mine. Let it go. And it's been so, so powerful for me. So as soon as I've started to feel anything emotionally from someone else, I've gone, that's not mine. Let it go. Even if they're feeling affected by me, I've gone, that's not me. Let it go. And it's been a really, really good one for me. It's been super helpful. And would you say that that's also a pretty good tool to use in your in yourself to be a little bit more mindful when something comes up that we should stop and go, oh, okay, I feel anger, I feel happiness, I feel frustration, I feel this, I feel that. Sit with that and go, where does that come from within me? And, and, and try and look deeper, like the same kind of question for yourself as well. Yeah, rather than just acting on it, actually acknowledge it in the body. And one of the biggest teachings I have with Amavi is, um, you know, I always say like if I was to write a book, it would be called um, It's All in Your Head, dot, 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 or is it? Because what I think is so common is that everyone's addressing the mind and even you'll hear all of these, you know, leaders and, and whatever else, teachers, and they're talking about mind over matter, mind over matter, mind over matter. And I want to say a big beep word to that. Um, it's actually not in your head. It is in your body and in your physiological state. So what I like to do is when you're experiencing emotional overwhelm, when you're experiencing triggers, whatever it is you're experiencing, take a few moments to stop and address where that is in the body. And when you do that, find that part of the body and go, what is it actually asking for? What is this part of my body asking for? Okay, so I just recently gave um, some techniques regarding frustration and anger to a lot of my community. And they found this really, really, really um, cathartic. Amazing. So it was quite simple, um, but we sort of worked with the emotion of frustration and anger. And I said, okay, shut it down. Where do you feel that in the body? Once they found that, we actually focused, found that it's mostly the liver and the gallbladder because those are the organs known to. Interesting. Gallbladder. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Gallbladder. So it's a big one at the moment. So I've been getting called a lot. So I'm actually doing a Zoom Wednesday morning and it's all focused on the gallbladder because that's what I'm feeling collectively everyone needs assistance with. So the gallbladder is actually um, a, an organ which is known to store and process frustration. It is the gallbladder which is known to help us in making decisions and decision making. And when we feel as though we keep getting obstacles come up, which I'm sure everyone feels a little triggered by even hearing that's me um your gallbladder can become begin to feel weakened the gallbladder and the liver work in synergy and when one of them is weakened the other one's weakened and when they're not working properly we're feeling fucking angry and right you know frustrated so um the thing that i did is i said okay well close down the eyes no, first I actually got them to have a glass of lemon water in front of them. And that is because lemon produces a bile and it's the only sort of thing other than whatever it is internally that produces bile, the gallbladder to, um, to help breaking down those, those things. So we have lemon water with us, drink that to assist our liver. And then we place our hands over the area and we say, um, you know, I release this anger. 
and I allow it to flow through or something, something loving. We're just offering that part of the body some loving, compassionate nourishment. And people found it so incredibly meditative without even meditating in a sense, just to offer that liver and that um, gallbladder the nourishment and attention that it needed. And that was a huge one for me when I did that. Um, I then also did some subtle energy work. So when I say subtle energy work, I mean, I'm doing movements with my hand to actually shift energy that I feel stuck. And that's when all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, like, I feel felt liberated to say the least. So it was really, really powerful. That is really powerful. And I think that really, you know, lends on to kind of the next topic I'd love to chat with you about is the true connectivity of the mind, the metaphysical body, the physical body, mm. the spiritual body, all actually being so interconnected. I feel mm. like I am a person who the moment, and I have done this my whole life, the moment that I experience something, I go within and I do something in my body, like instantly, and I and it shows up for me in, in a physical sense, like, um, you know, throughout my life, I've obviously, you know, as you know, been through so much physical, sexual, mental abuse, uh, so, so much, so vast um, in so many different capacities. Mm. And every single time those particular traumas, particularly when I was younger, manifested as certain things in my body certain illnesses certain elements where literally I literally created this crazy arterial heart condition thing that no one else in the world has and I was kind of this case study when I was younger because I literally broke my heart from things that had mm -hmm. happened to me and it's quite interesting because even recently and you know I'd like to say I am you know, so conscious of that and also worked on healing that after like eight different heart surgeries and whatever and all those different things, which, you know, is, is another time, another place. But I always tend to go within my body at, at these times. Like I would create like, you know, things, stress would happen. I'd create ulceration in my body. or, or Yeah. You know, so what, 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 what most people will do is suppress. Yeah. Not everyone will, but when you do, you suppress. Mm -hmm. And when you suppress, you're not allowing that, um, experiential release that I told you about regarding the animal to feel empowered. So you're actually just storing it in there and you're going into that freeze immobility state. And um, that's where you're creating the illness in your body ongoing. And what's important for everyone to understand at this time is that the trauma that you're experiencing, you might wake up and feel okay. Yeah. A lot of you won't, a lot of you wake up and feel, you know, pretty shit straight away. But um, it, it takes it takes time for that to generate in the body. And in fact, it can take years. So trauma can show up in the body years later. And we're going through a collective trauma at this time where all of a sudden our sense of stability and safety and all of that has been removed. And there's a lot of, um, of risk and, and that sort of thing in the air. So what's important is that you need to find healthy coping mechanisms coping mechanisms now rather than waiting till they show up as that tight chest or whatever it is later address them now and rather than suppressing it and avoiding it and you know finding coping mechanisms that aren't healthy we need to find ones that are healthy and there are so many available to you yeah and that's really important because the key I think thing in life that even I've learned through my journey is feel it all, feel it hard. It's the only way that you will then transmute as you asked me this morning, have you transmuted? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, and it is, it, it's one of those things where if you, I think releasing the fear of actually showing up to feel something too, to feel, mm. this is truly what I'm going through. And it's actually, yeah, because that's my life experience and that's my journey. Totally. So honoring your, this is something helpful as well when things are really ongoing, they seem to have been quite um, difficult is, you know, um, Ramdas says, honor your incarnation, honor this incarnation. And he's like, this is the life you've, you've got and you're here for. He's like, honor it. Like if it's a little messy, like that's me talking now, if it's a little messy, like if it's rough, like honor it and be like, well, this is, this is, as soon as you remove resistance, all the good stuff starts happening. So as soon as you honor it and you're like, oh, maybe it's not supposed to be all perfect and freaking you know stringent and all of that you know yeah I love that so much I feel like um as soon as I hit my stride with honoring exactly where I was in each moment in my mm. early early 20s things got so much easier yeah. in a way because I was like 
oh, okay, I'm feeling that. Okay, cool. And 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 yes, exactly like what we were saying. You learn then to turn that experience into a powerful one for you. So yeah, that happens, or you know, exactly like what you were saying before. Trauma and experiences do show up in so many different layers and shapes and forms. Trauma experiences, things that hurt us, issues that we have with ourselves or different, um, you know, counterplays within ourselves that we struggle with or areas within ourselves, Mm. any kind of experience. It is an onion layer. Mm, Definitely. And I think it starts to just, just to remove a bit of complication for people who might be listening is the onion layer starts unraveling and being uncoiled uh first by acknowledgement like you were saying you know feeling like it's okay to have those experiences and feelings and and like I was saying removing resistance so acknowledgement is always going to be you know sort of up front front runner for the best way to address things and I think one of my favorite things that an Amavi member said um was uh so when when I began my sessions in person this is pre-COVID of course we had these beautiful sessions in person and people were experiencing very cathartic shifts and very very beautiful stories and it was people who had been seeing psychologists and things for decades Um, people who had just lost partners. I've had people who have lost children, um, you know, the most traumatic experiences. And they'd come into the room and they'd leave and they'd sort of have this, I don't know what just happened, but it was profound and and they were very thankful. And one of my, my guests pointed out a great way of explaining what was happening. She said, thank you for giving me space to create a container which allowed me to hold everything and to be joyful with all of that. And she goes, so so what, what I was doing is I was creating this space where first I actually invited people to bring up the shit, bring up the worst, bring up the, bring up the worst shit you've got and let's do it in the room together while we're supported and while we're feeling loved. So all the, all the stuff you try to hide, all the stuff you don't want to feel, let's, let's bring it up together. And so it ends up being this little uh, mini roller coaster of experience for people because they sort of bring up these very emotional experiences and even pain in the body. And then once we allow them and then we give it the love and we feel supported, the energetic shift that occurs, the subtle energy shift that occurs that then sees that transmutation happen and people are just glowing and feeling so elated and connected at the end. That's because they've been given permission to actually feel that trauma, to feel that pain, to feel that and not block it and just go, I'm here and I can do it because I'm in this room full of supported, you know, people. And that's why I do suggest, you know, if you can find a community that can allow you to to share those and experience those and then transmute those and what's special is that we're not talking about our trauma we're actually not feeding the experience that happened we're not feeding the memory you know we're not reliving it that's something really important can we dive into that after that too like the way that because I, I feel like that that's really important how you actually transmute that into your own powerful experience like not like staying yes. slaying that experience. yeah so so it's tricky because people feel as though they need to address it which yeah. in a sense you do but I want to go back to the statement I said which is it's in your body not in your mind yeah. so we don't want to try and rationalize what happens you know we don't want to go over trying to create a, a rational rational bif- you know surrounding that experience we want to address what it's created in the body and where it's been stored you know and liberate our body from that um and so that's where I've had um you know I've done some one-on-one sessions with some beautiful clients and members and they've begun their they've these are new new members and they've seen psychologists for years. And so when they've come onto a session with me, they've begun the same pattern of just getting into the story. And I've sort of, to begin with, confronted them by saying, I'm going to stop you there and we're going to address how you're feeling in your body. And initially it feels like I don't want to hear them and they're like, hang on, why aren't you validating my experience? And then afterward, once they feel that liberation and that relief, um and that subtle energy shift that's when they're like holy fuck why have these people been taking my don't get me wrong talking about things is phenomenal and it's important but there is a point where you need to address the subtle energy and the manifestation that that is gathering in the body yeah and i i mean like i'm such a like 
huge believer in that. Like, per, like personally, throughout my experience, I have been someone who has responded to that really well. And I think like uh, working through things um, from that level has definitely been something that I have mm. certainly responded to. Mm. And I think it's, it's more in that sense that you're right, there is such an element of, and it, and it does, it takes time for, you know, people, mm. you know, but also this is a very judgment-free zone and each their own and definitely experience. But I think that, you know, that inner power, I feel like that's what these, the, this space allows you to do. It allows you to actually fully work on it yourself. And that inner power, definitely. Power, no one else has done it for you. You've done it for yourself. Definitely. I, I get a lot of messages of gratitude and, and, and even I get messages um, every day of with the quotes of you saved me, you saved me this, thank you, this, that. And my response to them is <laughs> I, I, just, I showed you the door, you opened it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what that's what I like to you know, when I have a room I go I show you the door I show you it's safe and 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 they they can open that door themselves you know and then that and then once I've shown them the door the door's there for them wherever they go with or without me you know and that's what's empowering is that they can open that door and access those resources and that inner you know empowerment um wherever and whenever they are yeah absolutely and I feel like in life you know it doesn't have to necessarily be a traumatic experience that has created a block for you you know it can be we can have the most amazing life ever and then have personal blocks absolutely from our own um you know absolutely of ourselves or lacking self-love or all of these kind of different elements and it's always it's always an amazing layer of of things to work through and it's important to give yourself the compassion around that because you only begin to heal it when you've got that level of self-worth and compassion to feel as though you deserve that so um you know when deserving feeling as if you deserve to to yeah because I think if you have had quite a a beautiful experience with family and you've had a beautiful experience with being supported and you've never really felt truly unsafe um you can feel as though you're not deserving of um feeling low or feeling trauma trauma in your body in some way um and I like to you know teach people that not validating yourself isn't going to help anybody like validate yourself to give yourself that nourishment and, and healing as well and then when you do when you've done that you can go on to help those people who have had those experiences that may be challenging so don't shut yourself off from healing because that's going to shut off the healing that could be expanded from you to other people too I love that and also yeah magic because everyone is unique and no one is you and that is your power and they can mm. step into that space we are all here to actually really support and love one another at the end of the day we have two choices in every single scenario love or fear love or fear and I think that was definitely really what you said because I think that I think it's really important to acknowledge that everyone goes through things every single person mm. on earth has their own story their own journey their own inner dialogue their own uh, you know, book that's being written in their life and, and their own experiences and how it can make them feel. And I think it's so important for us to all really show up for ourselves and others in such a non-judgmental space and be like, I love you for who you are and I'm willing to be open to receive whatever you Yeah. Are. And I wanted to share a little story and technique around that, um, you know, in unconditionally loving people and removing judgment. And it was this story I was talking to my um, one of my old housemates about and we were talking about the response of energy and and kindness and forgiveness are interrelated with that and I was saying to her okay so imagine this I go we're in the house and I go and I am pissing you off I said every day I keep putting this pan imagine every day I keep putting this pan in the same spot and you don't like it and you're walking around the house and you're like oh why does she keep putting the pan there why does she keep putting the pan there I go, without telling me to move the pan, walk around the house every day and say, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. I go, Garen fucking T, I stop putting the pan there. And what happens is when you support people and love people unconditionally and send them love, the energy that is felt is so powerful, it will literally change circumstances. And so when, when I say that, if you go about using that technique as a way to manipulate, it won't work. But when you do it with pure intention as a way to soften into loving and forgiving people despite it all, um, you know, like one of my, I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday actually by Ram Das, and he did something which reminded me of a practice I've always had. And it's when, when somebody, um, and this can help with everyone and their frustration at the moment and feeling triggered. 
when somebody upsets me, has hurt me, or, you know, um, even if it's like, I don't know, Donald Trump, whatever it is, I haven't done that one exactly, but um, (laughs) I envision hugging them. And I envision hugging that person. And I have found that every time their behavior has changed and the projection has been so much more beautiful without me even having to say anything. So I envision hugging and loving them. So that's a subtle energy thing. So then Ramdas yesterday was talking about it and he said, I've got a, a puja table, which is a prayer table. And he goes, and on my prayer table, I've got all my gurus that I cherish and I, and I, and I pray to them every day and I love them and they're my, my favourite people, I look up to them. He goes, and then right in the centre, I've got someone who's I'm having a really hard time with and I put them in a beautiful frame and I pray to them too. And he's like, at the start, it brings up anger and, and that sort of thing. But it's like, wherever there is resistance in life or in the body, you will experience suffering, simple. Where there is resistance, there will be suffering. And so if you are finding someone triggering, et cetera, without expecting them to change, without changing anything, try to practice unconditional love and send that to them and then watch the magic happen. It is powerful. That is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. That is so (laughs) beautiful because it comes from a space of love and actually extending love to someone and also recognizing that, you can't change anyone. It's up no. to everyone on their own journey to work on themselves and change themselves. So you can never change anyone. So you can only work on yourself. So yeah, beautiful element. And it's that. a really joyful experience. And I learned it as I was younger because um, I was having an experience with people that were in my lives as a young girl that weren't going to change and they weren't ever going to say sorry and they weren't ever going to and I didn't want that resentment to build in my body and kill me and so I worked on forgiving them without them having um and I'm not saying allowing the behavior of course just energetically to soften it in my body I worked on forgiving them and loving them um as they were and I saw really beautiful uh shifts in my life because of it um and to this people for their experience and you actually truly love them I've done yeah and it feels really beautiful and cathartic and I catch I've caught myself recently and I've caught myself holding um resentment or worry around certain people and um you know I even want to say it now like I like and it brings a huge smile to my face I don't know if anyone will see these visuals but I just want to say like even if you're listening to this or if if somebody's ever felt any kind of disharmony like I love you I accept you I forgive you and and I hope you do the same for me and it's just it's a really beautiful feeling for me I so love that. and I really yeah. think that's something super great that people can take from this today I feel like I want to challenge everyone who is listening mm. actually think about someone right now that you could send love and forgiveness to purely from a pure intention and really recognize yes. them for them and what they've been through in their life and their own experience. Exactly. And them pure love. Um, and it will, it releases resentment or any other yeah. issues, uh, uh, negative fear-based feelings. Definitely. And there is this really incredible quote. I hope I can remember it. Um, there's a quote that says something about judgment and it says, judgment is seeing someone and acknowledging that if you were, if you'd had the exact same experience as them, if you'd had the same childhood, if you'd had the same experiences, that you would have acted differently, you know, in that moment. So it's like when you truly look at someone and go, okay, if I had their experiences, if I had their history, if I had their, how would I act in this moment? And would it really be different? And that, that's, that's, that's judging someone when you look at someone, you go, yeah, yeah, I would have acted differently. But I think most of us will find that we're, we're so ingrained with our childhoods and societal beliefs in a way that is, is, is very, very deep um, that, you know, you can have more compassion for people when you understand that. You are so right. That is flipping the lens of perception, taking yeah. blinkers off our own yes I always say this when um ever Arlen my partner and I if ever we have like a communication thing Mm. like okay let's stop and let's actually step into one another's cinema I read beautiful I remember what 
I can't remember where this came from. Someone powerful and amazing, but they said that whenever you're yeah, I love that a confrontation or a communication breakdown or a barrier, because what we have to remember and really honor is that everyone comes from their own context. Mm. Therefore, the the way that it was described was is that pretending like you're walking up to the cinema, you've got your ticket, your um, <laughs> your uh, life. Is it's a great one. Oh no, your life is cinema one. You step into that. You see you seeing that same scenario from your lens, from your camera. Then you walk out and you go, all right, I'll step into cinema number two. And the other person who's in that, so say, for example, your, your part, like say, for example, me and Alan in this instance, um, Alan would love this. Um, you know, then I step into cinema two and I actually watch that same scenario happen from his lens, which is like then going, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a completely different scenario right now. Absolutely. Yeah. It's important to acknowledge that and how beautiful if we can actually step out of our own cinema, remove our own horse blinkers or whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called, but I always talk about them. Um, and yeah. The other cinema. Well, I mean, even simplif- simplifying it to that, I mean, you go back to like the ancient old Bruce Lee quote and he's like, you've got to empty your cup in order to like to, to, to see from a fresh, fresh lens. Like, um, and then he's like, he's like, that's what makes the cup um he talks about that's what makes the cup useful is the fact that it's empty, you know, if it's yes. full and it's full of your pre preconceived notions, yes. um, then we are not able to, to take in new life and new, and new situations. It's so how do we yeah. step into empathy more? Because I think that that's one of the, uh, something else I just wanted to quickly kind of cover is that because when we step into empathy and we open our heart space, we do step into vulnerability a lot easier but there's mm. always the challenge of the ego and our own and our own judgments and things that come in. What are the best like key kind of tools that you can use within yourself when a situation arises and you feel the trigger evolving or, or coming up? How do we st- how do we step into more empathy in our lives? Or how would you say? I do think that um, it can be a really big task for people. So especially if you've, I mean, for, for anyone, but a lot of people talk about their, their um, difficulty with this relating to breakups and that sort of thing. And I think to begin with, it can be a really big task to empathize towards other people because you're, you're, you're holding resentment. And I understand that you've been hurt. And so that's where I would say, I actually say this, this is my favorite practice is remove the idea of, of, of rationalizing it all again you know we don't want to we don't want to try and empathize going deeply through the rationale but what if we just addressed the intention of being more empathetic right so in relation to forgiveness I say to people simply set the intention that you're going to welcome the mantra forgiveness into your body each time you feel a trigger come up right and then as they do you just as soon as you start to feel upset relating to someone you say Forgiveness, forgiveness. And you allow it to wash through your body. I have had the most miraculous circumstances. Like there have literally been lovebirds that have flown in heart shapes around my heart. Like it was bizarre. Like I'm, I'm, you would actually be blown away when I've had these experiences. And it came from a place of subtle intention. Then people who had in my life from years and years ago, I'd had, you know, disgruntled situations with to a degree had reached out to me with loving messages. So they actually felt that subtle energy. So rather than setting this big, you know, task of going, okay, I'm all of a sudden going to be more empathetic, you know, how about just sending when you Yeah, sometimes it's hard. So, So just set the intention to gently welcome that mantra into your body. And as you begin interrupting the circuit, you'll begin to act differently and you'll begin to feel differently. So we're just creating a little circuit breaker. So I would suggest creating a little mantra and just to introduce that mantra as your circuit breaker every time you begin to experience that and then your neural pathways will begin rewiring and leaning towards something of a more harmonious you know outlook I love that I really yeah love that. I love the word circuit breaker it's almost like something that we can envision in our mind when we're stepping into it and be like oh do I want to entertain this feeling and go deeper or do I want to break that and actually, you know, challenge myself to Definitely. It? And I find that a lot easier than having to rational and go, this person does deserve, you know, like let it go and just welcome in the intention and add us a subtle energy shift. Yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. Even for those who don't believe in energy or do believe in energy, it is really powerful. The experience that we can have within our own bodies and being so mindful mm. and 
and and and just listening to some of these little techniques they'll they'll practice one and they'll see the shift and then they'll be like oof okay i get it yeah. um but i i also think further to that that technique is um just allowing yourself to to be human and in being human allow that to be a little messy you know and allow yourself room to be a little more wild and and accepting and i think um you know i've got a relationship with um an ex-partner of mine and the two of us laugh because we have truly seen so many sides of us ourselves and we've truly given each other so many projections and and that sort of thing that at this point now it's all on the table and we don't care and we now have unconditional support and love for each other and it's really beautiful and healing because it it speaks to how loving the world can be when we don't have so many tight expectations on how the other should be functioning. Yeah, an expectation. I feel like a lot of, um, we do kind of walk around the world a lot with immediate expectations on other people and how definitely for us and what it should look like for us. And, and in a way, expectation is entitlement because it's a belief of something. That, Absolutely. You know, it's like we and I think of that entitlement and expectation is like, um, I know uh, Tony Robbins used to talk about um, the blueprint in your mind, I, right? so cool (laughs) so um when I was quite young I I went and saw him speak and I loved that um so he talks about the blueprint in your mind and I always think about it like this when things aren't going to my expectations and I'm struggling with that I think about it as though I'm, I'm a little baby throwing a tantrum and I'm having this tantrum that everything's not panning out exactly the way I imagined to and I go how silly is that and I'm like if I loosen my expectations, embrace the wilderness and the mess of all of this, you soon find that the beautiful pathway, like you know, laced with golden intentions, opens. And that's when you're like, oof, I see that. But that comes after you've sort of loosened those expectations, you know? 100%. And it's interesting when you show up to someone with an expectation, my best friend, who's amazing and has been my best friend since I was three years old, and I love her so mm. much. She's literally my twin flame soulmate. Like, it's actually. Mm-hmm wild you know we have these amazing conversations and we've kind of like she's been there through every element of my Mm -hmm. life every single second and every time there's an expectation or something that arises she's like well that's really performative so where are you going to show up and actually release that because when you come Mm. to authenticity and figure out your expectations here I want this or this has to look like this but when you actually get down to the core root of what it really is why do you desire this well, actually it's a desire to be loved and to be heard and this and that. And once you release and realize that, then it's like, wow, this thing that you had desired actually ends up unfolding anyway, because you've met that person who you have the expectation with in such a vulnerable aspect of yourself, which therefore they respond in that way. And when we connect on vulnerability, it is truly head and heart connecting and seeing someone for who they really are. And my favorite quote in the whole history of the world is to love someone is wonderful, but to be seen is what real love really is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I love that. Uh, to be seen exactly as you are mess and all. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of a quote um, that I saw yesterday and it says, um, be mindful of those around you who say, I'm grateful to know this version of you too. Oh, I love that. And I loved that because it's also about, you know, realizing that, that, that doesn't, this, this little moment doesn't uh, depictify exactly who you are. It doesn't determine who you are forever you know it's a moment and you can soften any moment and I don't want people to be disheartened when they're practicing these things either if they are met with a little bit of resistance from those around you because sometimes when you go out into the world with unconditional love or a pure glass an empty glass an empty cup and you've removed the blinders sometimes people are forced to see their own projection play out because you're not reacting to it so when you're not feeding and reacting their projection they're actually forced to see it themselves and that can be really confronting for some people and some people will become a little bit aggressive or perhaps try to sort of dig and probe at you more to get the response to make them feel better but if you just hold space remove yourself and say that's not mine that's not mine and sort of just soften into that, you'll find that they'll most likely come around and sort of on their own without you having to address them. And if they don't, that's okay. Like let, you know, let that go. 
um, but know and feel better about yourself that you've managed to hold space and, 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 and a loving view of that the best that you can. Yeah, I love that so much. And also allow one another to go through what we need to go through within those kind of yeah. And and if you're in a good space, hold that space for someone else to slowly get them to that space too mm. and support one another. It doesn't have to be like a, oh, that moment that's ended. I don't, I don't appreciate you anymore. I don't love you anymore. I don't feel this anymore. It's like actually allow the space for the human evolution of those emotions and holding exactly. that Exactly, yeah greatness and we all go through it like even the most profoundly enlightened people in the world experience 100 percent, they still do absolutely that that's the misconception is um that to be completely enlightened or even in my line of work people expect you to be perfect and i'm like wow man i'm like nelson what's his man nelson mandela or um no gandhi sorry it's gandhi gandhi had um a completely non um harmonious relationship with his own son you know that doesn't mean that when you're at that state that you are absolutely perfect it's 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 completely unaligned with that and it's um, an experience I feel like mm. um this is really special actually and I'll kind of say this before we like wrap it up it's really interesting something that I've learned through leadership is that I show up and I be exactly who I am every yes. week. I never show up and I'm, I never am like, oh, this has to be this perfect picture and this is how, you know, we're going to do this or this or that. I show up and I'm so unapologetically me because I choose to create a space of safety for others. Yes. To feel everything that they're feeling because I want to nurture that environment. And I actually had the exact same. I actually had this experience where I found myself displaced um, housing wise. And the next day I had a Zoom to do with my community or an event. It was an event in person or whatever it was. And this girl who'd observed what I was going through said, she goes, well, um, she said something like, well, how are you going to do your session? And aren't you, aren't you afraid that you're not going well and you're going to show that? And I said something, I go, what? I go, no, I'm going to use this. Because yeah. what I do is I show up to the session and I go, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm feeling. This is where I'm feeling fearful. And this is how I'm going to transmute it. Yeah, That's where the magic is, is to show someone that like, you know, being in harmony doesn't mean you've got the absence of challenges and obstacles. It means that you're adept and adept to moving through those and, 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 and you've got resources and, and, and things available to you. How long do you stay down before you brush yourself back up again? That's the sort, that's the sign of real empowerment and enlightenment, you know? And I think like in life, the most amazing and successful people, they're like, it doesn't really get easier. You just get stronger. And they're like, you just get up, brush yourself up, get up, brush yourself off. And you end up making it a, a bit more. <laughs> wow. That is so strange. I was just saying you end up making it more of a dance and you started dancing. <laughs> um, I was about to say like, sometimes now I just fall down real hard and I go, Oh, my knees are sore from that one. And I brush <laughs> myself off. I laugh and I go, okay, well, Yahoo. I actually, my, my man life mantra is this. I say, I go, well, I go what do I say okay, I, I say, actually love this you've told me this before I love yeah this. I, I I say put your spurs back on and get back in the saddle and ride it like you know it's like life's like a to me it's like this wild horse and you don't want to tame him completely because he's fucking great like that I'm like but like pop your spurs on saddle up and like you know strap in and I like to think of it as this wild ride and you just like I mean, that's maybe I'm a bit more adventurous than oh some. God, it's like, buckle up. This is it. Like, life yeah. is life. And it's really important that we all just just experience the magic and the journey. And yeah. hindsight is a beautiful thing too. And the more that we can experience these things, then look back and understand the lessons. It allows us to look forward in the future and in the present moments and be able to see those a little bit more within each moment or quickly as you say which I think is super special but I am just so grateful for this conversation today yeah and before we before we finish I would actually love to invite everybody to close down their eyes and to take a moment first to bring some acknowledgement into where they are right now and welcome in a wave of acknowledgement and then just to soften and invite in the mantra, soften. Soften into the hurt, soften into the doubt, soften into the fear, soften into the frustration, soften into the obstacles, the expectations, just soften into it all. Soften into 
those of you who you're not agreeing with right now. And then feel the nervous system react a little bit to this softening in an amazing way. And feel the nervous system feel a little safer and a little more heard. And we're just all collectively in this moment going to take a few moments to send love and acceptance out to those who need it most. So I want you to see it going out and touching on those who need it most. Because it has actually been proven that, and there's a famous quote, and it speaks to a small group of people changing the world. And they say, in fact, that the only change in the world has ever happened came from a small group of people. So in this moment, as we harmonize our nervous system and move into a harmonious frequency, we can actually regulate the entire world. So as we listen to this podcast now and accept this moment into our bodies, acknowledge that you've actually done something wonderful for other people. And we can continue to bravely do that for one another each day. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that and I'm sure many of us really did. Thank you for that love and thank you for sharing us. And I also want to thank you so much for being who you are and being so open and so vulnerable in your journey and allowing others to be supported by you throughout everything you do. So thank you so much, Paige. Thank All you. back to you, beautiful. I love the mirror that I'm looking at. <laughs> I love that so much. And to everyone out there, Thank you for being exactly who you are. We love you. We're sending you copious amounts of love. Absolutely. Thank you so much, beautiful. Thank you.